Y'all are going to love this episode. It left me full as a tick. (laughs) Okay, but seriously, if this is your first time tuning in, that's not my typical lingo or my accent, but it only felt natural after spending the time in Indiana for my first ever traveling podcast episode. This was a place of many childhood fond memories, and when I knew I was headed there, I had to pack the mic and get one of my most favorite people in the world on the other end for your listening pleasure. Kenzie is a true gem, and as she shares, you'll snag a sense of her incredible humor, you'll enjoy her sweet authenticity and true humility. She's also kind of a badass. I know, I'm not sure that's Jesus lingo, but he understands my heart when I say this. She is a country girl in city heels. Guys, she has her own bear and antlers in her house alongside a killer wardrobe. Wait, that wasn't intended to be a pun. Of course, she has her hunting gear, but I was referring to her fashionista sense. And for those tuning in that are anti-guns or a part of PETA or something like that, stop judging and hear a sister out. This isn't a political bias, and she may teach you a thing or two. Having the pleasure of walking life out with people who are different than you, in different seasons of life, with different hobbies, different viewpoints, etc., it gives you perspective. But more importantly, it gives you grounding to stand more firmly on your own two feet, while simultaneously giving others freedom to just be themselves. Kenzie and I are on different pages of our stories. Sometimes I feel like I'm chapters ahead, while other times her wisdom trumps me. I hope today you catch some of that wisdom for yourself. And if you don't know the title, you'll pick up on it really quick. Oh, excuse me. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there. Holy, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlene Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. We are so excited to be here. I specifically am because I am not in my own home. We are in Kinsey's home all the way Welcome. in Welcome. New Albany, Indiana. We are actually in the middle of a cornfield. You can't see that. <laughs> no, no, because there's, well, uh, yeah, we're not. But we're um, in Indiana. And so this is our first podcast, not in the podcast room. And I am really excited. If we have any technical difficulties, that will be why. So please forgive us. But I couldn't miss this opportunity to just first get you behind a mic because I feel like you're just made for a mic in some way. Maybe one day your own podcast will emerge. But um, Kinsey is my second cousin or third Third, cousin. third, Third cousin. Third cousin. Which seems really distant, but we're actually pretty close because we've had the opportunity to come together every summer since I remember, so probably before you were born. 
and um, really just grow our relationship. But it's been really neat um, where as we've emerged and grown together as into our adult lives, that it's not on the terms of our parents, that it's on the terms yeah. of us really wanting to still yeah. stay connected. Um, she came and visited for like a week when my second born was um, just a newborn at that point. And yeah. so just to have you like around and present, I think your lightheartedness is what will kind of exude <laughs> through the podcast. And I'm excited for people to see that about you because you're a fond, fond fan of Gary and I's. I am. Yeah. Well, I'm a fan of yours and you might be a fan of mine. I'm a fan of yours. Yeah. For sure a fan of yours. So, um, Kinsey Bird, everyone. This is me. Hello. Hello. Welcome to my home. <laughs> I'd love for you to kind of, I know it's a really big undertaking to say, introduce yourself. It is. It can be an elevator pitch. Have you heard of an elevator pitch before? No. So it's like you have 30 seconds, you're walking into an elevator and it's like, we're not going to say it's your boss because that would be a whole nother yeah. pitch. It's going to yeah. be like your new BFF. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is my new BFF. Let me tell you something about me. Okay. So go. So go right now. First of all, I've never been on Instagram Live or Facebook Live or a podcast. So this is like <laughs> oh, a track. A tra- track it? A hat trick. Uh, a hat trick. It's so cool. Um, <laughs> I love it. So uh, as Tamara said, we've been cousins since I can remember, since she can remember. Uh, our parents were very close and so they always came here I came there so yeah over the last year we've probably gotten closer um maybe two or three yeah I would say that yeah but this last year has been like monumental we've been kind of found our faith in new ways Mm -hmm. um so about me personally um okay I guess I could say like what I like to do I'm kind of a type A personality maybe a little Uh bit I'm a little like high strong in ways but um but I'm also really fun-loving. Yeah. So um, for fun, I like to hunt with my dad, spend time with family, pour into my niece, hang out with my sister. We've been really close probably the last year or two. Yeah. We've gotten a lot closer. Um, what else do I do? I like to drive. Yeah. I do. I like that alone time. I love music. If you look through my... Um, You'd be kind of surprised at the things you'd find. Yeah. One of my top songs from 2000, I don't know, 17 or 18 was uh, How Far I'll Go, Moana. Uh, (laughs) I've got some weird stuff in there. But then you're also like a gangster rap. I am. Yeah. I've got some like uh, Plenty of Hills song in there too. Yeah. Just everything. Are you like the, um, I've got a girlfriend who, she always has the shirts or the mugs or anything that's like. Tupac and Jesus. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Biggie. Yeah, Biggie. Biggie's all. Like, I choose a loyalty, and for me, it's Biggie. I'm so East Coast. I love that. um, So, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. I'm just kind of um, doing my own thing in life right now. I I volunteer at church. Um, Really enjoying this church I found through some friends. Been there probably three or four years, like, just off and on. So that's kind of what I, I love that. So I work a lot. I'm yeah. A, I'm, a, I'm a worker. Yeah. So you're, and that, but that doesn't also define you, which is really cool. Like some people, I feel like this is my job and this is who I am and it's your title. And let's, for instance, last night meeting people and they're like, I'm, I'm just saying names, Paul the pilot. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. I'm forever going to have that reference of him. He'll never move outside yeah. of Paul the pilot. I learned and I love that about you. About, I don't know. Probably four or five years ago, then, mm-hmm. to stop defining myself using my career. Yeah. Because that's, like, all I ever did was, yeah. like, just work, and that's who, yeah. that's who I became. And well, I thought that, that it does matter to people, but sure. 
there's so much more to an individual and you only work for a certain portion of your life. Right, right. And generally speaking, unless you're really blessed in another capacity, you are doing that job with passion. Obviously that's the hope, Mm -hmm. but your real passions, your real persona like comes out in the after hours of yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I love that you led with, what do I like to do? What are my hobbies? And mm-hmm. that's just, like, significant of, of you. And so I, like, love that about you. For us to even just, if you stop the bike and, like, we stop now, take that with you because titles was a huge thing that I walked through. And it was really hard to be, you know, my I'm CEO of two companies, right? And I didn't yeah. really say CEO. I always would say, like, owner or designer. Um, I still use the word creator um, because I think it it's a really fun place to be but it doesn't put you under this umbrella of of hierarchy yeah it's not as um professional sounding or yeah uh, i don't know the word to use i will take unprofessional all day long you can put that out on me (laughs) like i'm very professional but i think in the sense of like that especially for my children so like i'll leave the house and they're like where are you going and i'm like i don't like to say i'm going to work because I don't want them to think that, like, all every time I'm leaving them mm-hmm. and it's against my will. Like, I'd love to spend time with you and play Legos and do all of that. But I'm going to create. And so they'll know, like, in the morning if I'm on the computer for an hour, I'm like, Mommy's creating. This is my create time. Can you go create something yeah. cool, too? And it gives them this whole frame of reference on Mommy's loves what she's doing. She's passionate about it. And creating is a fun thing yeah. versus I'm going to work. Right. And so even... Work has just, like, this... Negative. negative connotation to it yeah and it, it just happened like over time but yeah I, it I did. never thought about that like with kids how they perceive that yeah you know because mom is leaving them yeah and oh yeah. they don't like it then and I, I did this whole um post the other day about mom guilt and it's I had listened to uh the well I guess it's not probably the most recent anymore when this launches but the most recent uh Rachel Hollis and Ed Milet have you heard of this guy mm-hmm. Oh, you love him. He's like um, a hardcore motivational speaker, faith-based, and he um, he started from nothing. Are he and Rachel Butts? They're friends, yeah. It's actually her mentor, one of her mentors. She has many mentors, okay. but one specifically that she just really has connected with. And he, um, he started from nothing, and he was living in his parents' house, um, and his parents were like, you, you need to get up. You need to get up and you need to not just sit here, like, go out. So his dad or, organized, a, like, a volunteer position for him. Okay. He didn't know it was volunteer. And so he's like, you, I got you a job. You need to go show up at this place <laughs> at this time. And he's like, okay, I guess that's great. I'll get money because that was his thing. Poor me, poor my, I can't yeah. find a job. And we know people like that. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting. You're like, you can find a job. I saw Hardee's is hiring for their manager. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. Right. Get out, go do it, and find the portion of it that you can be passionate about. Yeah. And so it's Hardee's, sure. Do you love people? Do you interact well? Do you want to grow a revenue stream? Do you want to see finances and learn about it? There are points to every job position. It's just how your perspective and your mindset is towards it. So he shows up at this place, and it's like a boy's home. And it's kids who have been either um, neglected, um, their parents are incarcerated, um, potentially molested, any of that. And this is like a safe house for them, kind of. Um, But an opportunity for them to get up on their feet and start. And so he was, at the time, in his young 20s and had previously played um, baseball. He was a really big professional, like not professional, but um, what's the next? Almost professional. Um, Minor league. Oh, why can't I think of it? Amateur? Amateur, sure. Ball player. And so he had that passion. And so he's, he's like, okay, I'm here for the job. And they're like, um, nope nope we don't have any positions and he's like 
nope, my dad said I'm coming in for a job. And he's like, do you have a name? Like, who told you that? Because we were not hiring. And he's like, well, he, you know, finally name drops. And he's like, oh, yeah, come on, I'll show you what you're up to. And the guy's like, okay. And so he's like, these are your kids. So it was 10 boys that I got introduced to and ended up having this amazing, like, life-altering experience where he went from, I'm not making any money. What in the world did my dad get me into to I can actually affect change? Sure. And I just love that it's just all about mindset and heart set and heart placement. Obviously, if you're going in and you're broken, which it sounded like he kind of was, oh, yeah. you yeah. then have this comparison uh-huh. of, oh, I'm not as bad off. And not yeah. to say we should live our life in a comparison, but we're Americans. We just mm-hmm. celebrated July 4th. We live mm-hmm. in a free land of independence and wealth and yeah. so many things right at our fingertips. Um, but it ended up going into this whole conversation, and this is where we started, with Mom Gill. And he was sharing with Rachel Hollis about how we need to change our perspective on Mom Gill, that our children only have us as an example. And you said it earlier today, like the, um, about your sister, about how she sets that for, for her daughter and like, she's the example and it's all you really know. So it's how you speak and how you share. Um, but they're all that they're going to know about work, right? Is how I perceive work. If I came home from work every single day, I'm like, Oh, this person, this person. And I'm talking about the trials and tribulations and I'm, I need a wine. That's a whole nother conversation. And then I'm having a glass of wine and they're going to be like, Oh, why would I ever want to get a job? Why? I'm 16. I don't want a job. You make it sound horrible. So creating for me and then Gary with his HVAC company, he helps people. So that's his terminology. He's I'm going to help people today. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to work, what do you do? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say? Um, Maybe I'm connecting. Ooh, that's a good word. Yeah. That's a really good word. It's like as an account manager, I act as a point of contact. I think of myself as like a like an octopus almost with yes. different arms. Oh, okay. And so the customer comes to me with whatever's going on and then I reach out to quality or I reach out to gotcha. our traffic shipping department. I reach out to uh, engineering cool. whoever. Cool. So, so yeah. I I'm, love that connecting. I'm connecting. Well, I love that because it also like plays into your like family and mm-hmm. even friend life because I feel like you're constantly like, oh, you would like this person. You yes. would like this oh, or like, yes. let's get That's together. That's like my favorite thing to do is yes. like, you will love this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then also now as you've experienced and you kind of touch base on it mm-hmm. from your faith perspective of your specific volunteering in your church is mm-hmm. around like kiddos, right? Well, I say kiddos. kids. It's like high school. High school. Okay. So some middle school, young. but I'm, I'm generally with high school. Okay. So that is on a whole nother level of like what a, a huge obligation for vertical connection yes. to like yes. hey let me introduce you to your father like that's yeah yeah but you do it's really neat. I know you enough to know that it's not in a serious manner at all so no. share with me no. how like how do you approach that from your persona because I think so many people think that like religion they think of religion like so serious and I don't like to even use the word religion because yeah. Christianity like I believe God has a like mm-hmm. a sense of humor Oh, I feel like I believe he is lighthearted and fun and he wants that relationship. And I feel like you're such an example of that. So how do I, how do I connect that, connect the kids with that? Yeah. Um, well, so we have, we have, um, like we meet as a big group. Yeah. We have like many series. Mm -hmm. So, um, Corey, our youth pastor generally leads those. Yeah. And then we have like a group me where we, uh, discuss as leaders the questions we might ask yeah. the students later. Okay. But 
uh, as I said earlier, I'm really type A. I like to follow that. Yeah. But I've been encouraged more to just have just conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we take as much structure out of it as we can. Yeah. Because they have that all day, right? Yeah. They like wake up in the morning and they may or may not live in a structured household. Then they go to school and their structure, and then maybe they have a sport and their structure with that. So this is just like a safe place to come and hang out and just debrief and get really positive adult interaction because they don't, they don't always get that. Yeah. So true. Uh, And for, for many of our students, it it is, it's negative. Yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of how like Corey really helped change my mindset with that. It's just, Hey, that's just, chat with him. I'm yeah. like, I can do that all day. I was taking it too seriously. And sure. he knew that. He read sure. it and was like, hey, girl, chill. Yeah. So, um, well, because you feel like it's such a, it's a big responsibility. Yeah. Right? And you're like, yeah. and like just the conversation that we had yesterday, you're like, I am the person that if they're coming to, they're unleashing all of this mm-hmm. depth of information and the depth that kids now experience. Oh, my word. Even as early as elementary school and middle mm-hmm. school and you're dealing with high schoolers, so it's heavy. Like, this stuff is I don't remember dealing like I dealt with heavy stuff. I remember walking through some pretty hard things in high school, but like now with, we were specifically talking around like sexual identity and, um, you know, how they approach relationships and love and comprehending that. And then generally speaking, pretty absent parents. Mm -hmm. It's heavy. So I get wanting to approach it in that way, but what a release to be like, yeah. To okay. just be there. Just yeah. be a listening ear. Yeah. So I pull some Brene Brown into that. Yes. But, uh, so yeah, we just kind of hang out and talk and chat. Mm-hmm. So we do a high-low, which is really fun. Yes. Every week we do a high-low. We do that at the dinner table. Did you? With the kids. So like okay. at dinner, we'll sit around and it's like, tell yeah. me your high of the day. Tell yeah. me your low of the day. Coopers are pretty comical. Sometimes <laughs> we don't get past the low. Yeah. But it's <laughs> hilarious. Well, they, uh. They've also decided to so start doing that in like a high that. voice and a low voice. Ah, so, so the extra they comedy, like, uh-huh. comedy. Uh-huh. Um, but it's really fun, you know. So sometimes their low is, um, you know, maybe that uh, a family pet passed, okay. which is a low. Yeah, sure. But then other times there's so oh, much yeah. deeper, and there are layers deeper, and it it really. The, the high low we really kind of let that set the mood wow. for the rest of sure. The, that's a great dictator of like yeah. okay let's go this way let's go this way yeah. talk about not having structure yeah. some days it could be that's the lowest of low yeah. and then some days it's you know my parents are getting divorced mm-hmm. or yeah we, yeah. We a lot of that. yeah I'm sure um but yeah that that's probably the hardest part too is just uh remaining like don't cry I, I I've cried before of oh, course sure. but like being strong for them yeah and uh Receiving all that information, some of it you're not expecting, yeah. you know, but receiving it yeah. and being graceful with yeah. that is like, it can be a lot, but absolutely, but it's fun. I mean, and kind of like you were saying with, um, what was that guy's name? The Rachel Hollis's. Oh, Ed one? Milet. Ed's amazing. Kind of like you were saying with Ed and those, those boys, like yeah. he probably found that he needed them just as much as they, so you know, true. it's, it's so, it's so true. It's full circle. Yeah. Well, it's so. life changing. It became because then people wanted to see like, as he transformed, he became such a coach to them and such like a life coach concept mm-hmm. before life coaching. Cause he's late forties. I don't want to age him. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ed, if you're listening, <laughs> but, um, you know, he then became a, like a professional sports coach, um, in the sense of like a life coaching to these people. He gotcha. has done like 
senators and like huge people in the government and famous people and actors and actresses. And so he has really just like changed his entire mindset in life to be able to shift it into how can I help you get out of this negative cycle? Um, so I mean, those boys, oops, those boys like changed his entire life and and still do like, he goes back now. I mean, once you have like a heart for some kids, it's really hard to like completely get away from that because as we were talking about childlike faith, like you, Mm -hmm. it's something you you yearn for you always chase it yeah yeah Yeah, no matter what age you are so explain so that's kind of your faith journey but tell me like personally like you said you come into this just a couple years ago where you and I really connected which Mm -hmm. was you know simultaneously I was kind of like three years and then have emerged since then but like tell me about that because you grew up in a Christian home I did yeah and Christian school I did. Yeah. So walk us, everything. Yeah, walk us through that because I know that that sometimes can derail people. It can. So I went to a private um, Christian school from kindergarten on. Mm-hmm. So K through 12. So that's well, <laughs> in preschool, I guess. So that's 14 okay. years of yeah. private school where like I've heard the story of like Jonah and the whales. <laughs> I've, yeah. heard, I've heard the... Um, the crucifixion story. Oh, like, yeah. Sure. But every um, which way, yeah. But it's been neat to, um, well, I'll get back to that. So, okay. so, yeah, I started in Christian school. Yep. And I had just 34 or 35 that I graduated with, which is like tiny. <sighs> but um, so all through high school, I wanted to go to New Albany, which was like the big local high yeah, school. Sure. And my parents were like, no, 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 no. And my parents actually went through a very extreme, unexpected financial struggle when mm-hmm. I was in like fifth grade. Yeah. And I that. Um, my mom really wanted to pull us from the school and, and use that money for other resources. Sure. And dad was like, nope, not happening. My girls are going, you know, so. Yeah. Um, he didn't go to Christian school though, did he? He didn't. Okay. No. And neither did she? No. Okay. They no. just wanted to protect you. Yeah. Okay. I got it. That's so, um, look like as an adult now and looking back at that, the sacrifices that they made for that, I'm going to cry, it's okay. but it's yeah. like, it's super special. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but which is funny cause I'm so appreciative now. I don't know if they're listening. <laughs> it might be too soon to say this, but I'm so glad they sent me to the school I did because yeah. of the relationships I built. Yeah. So Elise, who you met the other yeah. night was, um, I've known her since kindergarten. Yeah. It's a really neat thing. So she yeah. even moved away and came back, but yep. So, I did do the whole, like, rebellious teenager thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate this school. I hate the people. I hate wearing uniforms. I yeah. got a detention today because my shirt wasn't tucked in, you know. <laughs> I love it. Really silly yeah. things. Yeah. But, um, so probably, like, my senior year is mm-hmm. when it really kind of hit me, like, oh, these are my family. Like, wow. These people yeah. I've known for 13, 14 years. Yeah. It's really special. But, um, so I did, I, I went to a private Christian school and uh, so the Bible like like learning about the Bible was work yeah right it yeah. was homework yeah but so it was never really our choice mm-hmm. and and that's why it's so special to me to help with Cornerstone the way I am yeah because most of these kids that are in high school they choose to be there which is like just amazing, amazing. yeah because yeah. I was forced to go sure and, and for the right reasons. Of course, of course. You know, but, yeah. uh, so that's been a really rewarding thing. Wow. Is just them just wanting to be there and spending yeah. time with one another and, yeah. and learning about Jesus. So, um, so yeah, got out of high school, 
kind of wanted to go away to school, kind of didn't want the debt. Yeah. So I stayed at a local community college and um, did the, the college thing. Yeah. You know, I would go to IU. I would go to visit. Um, many of my friends went to ISU, Indiana State University, and um, they call it the Terrible Hope. Okay. Terra Hope. It's really just a crap hole. I don't, oh, I so didn't bad. know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I would go up there, though, and hang yeah. out. Um, and it wasn't really until, so I, I took a break, like I, because I was no longer, it was no longer a requirement of me to yeah. go to church. Really, when I started driving, my parents were like, do what you want. Right. We can't make you. Sure. So I would go to church, but I would hang out in the parking lot, or yeah. I would go to the coffee shop, or yeah. go to Puerto Vallarta instead. So, um, so I, yeah, I, I kind of quit um, going to church. Yeah. Like, lost sight. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, when there was a hard time, right, yeah. you start praying. Mm-hmm. But then everything's fine again. Yeah. And then, oh, no, I'm in another valley. Oh, I need to pray about it. So true. So uh, I would attribute my my current relationship and, and church yeah. with many of my friends that yeah. influenced me. So those same friends I had from high school yeah. or from elementary school yep. were going to a local church and I was like, ah, they kind of do weird things there. Like they, kind of, so the church I go to, it's amazing. Yeah. They started Catholic. They were a Catholic what? church. And then they just saw the light and were like, wait, holy God. And not that, not that that's I it. know. But it was just like, they just like did a complete 180. Wow. So. That's amazing. Same pastor. Uh, same family. family. Same, same family. family. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, that's amazing. Um, pastor Daryl, his son is now the preacher. I okay. Him. But, uh. So, yeah, that's a neat thing. That's so really, they, that's a cool thing to know. Yeah, yeah. so our history, let's so say we have, like, a um, a class, like a newcomer's sure. class. Sure, sure, And uh, they cover that in it. That's so, so cool. I went to that class way too late. I was, like, three years in. And I was uh, like, hey, I don't want to know about this. <laughs> and then you yeah. found out? That when you yeah, found out? I went, and they were like, why are you even here? I'm like, you said free lunch, right? It's like, <laughs> it's that's on a social hour. That's all yeah. I need to, I'm here for. Um, that's awesome. But, yeah, many of my friends were going to Cornerstone, yeah. and I thought, you know, I'll just go here and there. They would invite me. They would yeah. invite me. And then, um, so outside of church, uh. I was friends with uh, the youth pastor, Corey, because mm. mm-hmm. we all just run the same friend group. Okay, we'll okay. Play volleyball. We'll get yeah. together. So that's kind of what, what happened there. So so interesting. You were, you just had your high school, like, I'm going to go to youth group experience, which you're experiencing with these kids, mm-hmm. like, just mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I guess this yeah. is, like, a social thing. Yeah. We'll go get breakfast after or lunch yeah. after. And I love that, like, what draws people in generally is relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you get to meet and understand the ultimate relationship. Yeah. But if it wasn't for that connection point, which I think at the end of the day, that's what we all want, right, is that, that sense of relationship mm-hmm. and that sense of I'm not alone. Yeah. And if you're going and you're seeking out this and then knowing it's, it is a positive experience. Yeah. First, for the most part, at least twisting your leg or like, yeah, severing anything when you're there. I mean, here and there I get like a, like if, if I've, if we're going to the lake or I've got weddings or family in town, these different things that I'm like missing church, those friends will reach out and be like, Hey, miss you this week. Hope to see you soon. Like, yeah, we're really just a a close group. Yeah. Yeah. they, They hold me accountable. They, they're amazing. I'm yeah. really lucky to have all of them. Yeah. I think accountability is a huge portion of our faith. And while a lot of people have that individual experience, if you don't have that accountability, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything, I mean, the enemy is mm-hmm. so strong. He has so much like 
play in our lives on a consistent basis because you're, you know, I'm looking outside of your window right now, but like you've got all of these neighbors who are not doing what you would hope that one would do. And it's really easy to say, oh, just come do this, just come do this. Because I think people have this estranged thought of the enemy that they're like literally the devil and like this looks... I mean, they're scary. Let's go to the dark side today. It's not like no, that. It's, it's very, like, a, it's a welcoming thing. Yeah. It's a temptation thing. I mean, yeah. it's not even the garden. It's yeah. Like, yeah. That's hey, a beautiful fruit. Right. Right. And so it's conniving in that way. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize, and there's like the, um, the people who aren't watching aren't going to be able to see this, but everyone, it's like a triangular, um, view. If you're starting at the point, everyone's right here at the point, like upon birth, upon, let's just say you're mid 20 or not mid twenties. That's a whole nother, you're way over here, but usually right at this beginning point. And if you just take one little step in this triangular way, one way is over on the good side, one way on the dark side, whatever you want to call it. You at one point are so far away from where you're intended to be that hopping over to get to the other space in that triangle is really hard thing Mm -hmm. to do. And there's no, easy way back you can't right, right, right. tracing backwards you're going double time going straight over it's still really hard because yeah, it's un, it's undis- like discovered territory right yeah. to go from point a to point c and so or point b to point c um and it just makes me realize like if we and you can do that with a decision i mean you could easily just one decision can lead you there oh, sure. so it's scary to think about i loved when we were talking the other day that you had the Kind of the insight to share with someone that it was like um, a consequential situation, right? And what you learned later that consequences was a part of that conversation. But to say that everything has a consequence to a non-Christian. Yeah, they're like, oh, consequences. Right. You think of like the Uh javelin. No, that's a sport. What is the thing called in the courtroom? The hammer. The gavel. The gavel, that's it. <laughs> the javelin is, a, is an athletic thing. No? Maybe. Ugh. It's worth a Google. Yeah, whatever. We'll Google it later. We'll, we'll have a third party. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is really wild that you, that's how they perceive it. Mm-hmm. So how, on the outside, so now you have your experience inside church. Now you have a massive, you know, organization that you go to work with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. You're out in the community because I know you live, you live among people like mm-hmm. you don't immerse yourself specifically in the church like you're oh, no no not to say you're out with sinners because right, i right i get but, that but i want to be out with sinners we were, that's what we're called to right mm-hmm. so you're out at a bar for instance on a friday night with all of your friends maybe even yeah. church going friends but there's other people around how do you bring the non um gavel sure. experience to the stranger so i am going to pull in kind of our most recent sermon series in this. Okay. So you gotta make them jealous. Ah wow. Make them jealous. But okay. not jealous in a bad way. Sure, but sure. I've learned like Christians should be the most joyous people on the planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know when you get into religion you get into yeah. the rules and the consequences. But being just joyous mm-hmm. and just loving life and, and loving that you get to connect with people mm-hmm. and showing them Jesus through that that that's kind of that's my jam that's so good so that means talking to the person behind me at the grocery store yeah like hey i really like your shirt yeah like just i am always talking to people and that's 
So we're in the Midwest, so that's, yeah. that's an okay thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's still totally normal. normal. We throw in like an oh, and then we're all on the same page. Oh, <laughs> what is that? I don't know what that is. Have you never like bumped into someone and said, oh, sorry? Oh, yeah, sure. That's what we do. We're opers. So, <laughs> but, um, happy. I need like an ope shirt. I think. <laughs> oh, you too. You can totally. Yeah. I think we can brand that. Yeah, I love it. But, uh, <laughs> so like in the Midwest, it's not as weird of a thing. Sure. But like big cities. Oh, like yeah. If I was in like New York City and was chatting with someone, they'd be like, yeah. Yeah. But I do. I try to just talk to people yeah. and just connect with them. I love and that. Like they might be having a really bad day, mm-hmm. but just like showing them love through, you know, I don't know, like getting our nails done yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I was chatting with all the girls next to me. Yeah. I knew some of them like through connections. Sure. But the, there was this girl next to me that, um, did you hear that whole story? Uh-uh. So she was getting that, the opal. Oh, yes. Yes. So I'm like, I love your nail color. Like that, do you have an event this weekend? Right. She's like, I actually, you know, my grandma's visitation is tomorrow. My yeah. heart sinks. I know sure. how it feels. Oh, yeah. Of course. I got just walked through my it. nails done before, Grandpa. um, before grandpa's just um, so, you know, you're shaking all his hands. Yeah, you gotta sure. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But, um, so yeah, she was talking to me about how her... She's, she got these opal nails because her birthstone's opal. Her grandma's birthstone's opal. She was a C-section, and her mom chose to have her birthday on her grandmother's birthday. Yeah. And I'm just, like, just trying to love her through yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Like, that's really special. I'm yeah. sure your grandma would be so honored, you oh, know? Yeah. Those sorts of things. But I could have sat there and just, like, thought about it to yourself. Kenzie would have done that. Like, sure. just, <laughs> there's, like, you know, you don't, you don't, like, connect with strangers as much. And that's yeah. a generational thing, too, sure. I think. Like, sure. We're always on our phones, yeah. and so yeah. Well, I, I know the story specifically because I was on the other side of the salon, and I had uh, saw her nails. And I'm like, those are really pretty. I thought yeah. to myself, and thought to myself at the exact same time, that's my birthstone. Mm-hmm. And so when you guys had a thing, you're like October 17th. Oh, that's your birthday. So our birthday was the exact same day yeah. as that girl. And Opal is our birthstone. So yeah. I mean, it's just so cool. And and yeah. those are like God moments, right? Mm-hmm. Like. If you don't take advantage of that, we would have never had that conversation. That girl would have sat there probably somber the yeah. entire time. And then she was laughing and smiling yeah. and, like, had this whole experience She went over and talked to Kara. Uh, <sighs> so our cousin's getting married today. We have so much to do. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. It's so good. But so she went over and talked to Kara for a bit and, oh. like, congratulated her and only in New Albany. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. I like to hope and think that like Virginia Beach is evolving into that. Yeah. Um, especially because we talk about this like concept of a revival in our city. And I don't know. Do you guys have any con- like conversation around this revival? Not really. Okay. No. Okay. Um, no. So like we have so many I different do organizations yeah, but... and concepts. So do you feel like there's like new church startups or new like anything like that here? Just out of curiosity, honestly. Not really. not really. There's okay. not as many okay. startup churches. Yeah. Um, I don't so know. They're, interesting. They're pretty existing. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I mean, maybe in the city, maybe in Louisville. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But not I don't venture good. over there much. So we actually expanded to, um, so we've got our church in the Knobs. Okay. And realistically speaking, it's a pretty inconvenient location. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to get people to come. We're not sure. in the mix of things. We're like, no, we're good. So... <laughs> I mean, there's literally buffalo. Yeah. By the church. Oh I'm my not kidding. There's God. a buffalo farm. <laughs> it's awesome. But uh, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's super it, beautiful. Uh, it's yeah. wonderful. But um, so we actually just bought 
a church uh, in downtown Louisville. Oh, kind of in, in Portland. So it's, wow, it's um, it'll be a second location. Yes. Okay. So that's on Saturday nights. Oh, cool. And then they have the exact same worship session and message on Sundays up at Cornerstone still. Cool. So um, we're going to the people. Yeah. You, know, you, you have, have to do that. Have to. You have to do that. So for a while we would bus people up to okay. us. Okay. Um, and then even on Wednesday night. How do people go? Um, to that one I'm not sure. No, oh, cheers. Yeah. On a Sunday morning maybe like one. Okay, that's a great number. Oh, yeah, but it, it like in the winter it's more. Sure, in the summer. Oh yeah, it's we're, we're lake people here. Yeah. We're always at the lake. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. lake people, I love yeah. it. That's. I mean, they have a whole brand around lake people versus mm-hmm. beach people. What is the good life brand? I think so. You know yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So interesting. Um, I just I love like making connections, and when people are talking, I'm always like, okay, where's this conversation going to go? And also trying not to like anticipate it at the same time and just be like surprised when it happens. Um, what we were talking about the element of surprise recently, and how there aren't many things. You know, people say like, I'm not going to find out the gender of my baby because there's yeah. not many good surprises in life. But we actually have the opportunity like daily to live in a state of surprise. Yeah. If we allow ourselves, mm-hmm. if we put ourselves like into that that mindset of yeah. like, I don't need to be the type A. I don't need to control <laughs> yeah. every single thing in yeah. my life and not know what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to happen next week or any of those things. But I feel like the element of surprise is like some a state that I love to live in. Yeah, I'm I love like, surprises. I love surprises. Don't Gary doesn't really like surprises. No. Not that he doesn't like them. He doesn't. He will figure it out. If okay. That makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. he's just a, a thinker. So he's like, oh, okay. I'm a little bit of both of those. Okay, okay. See, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to turn that part of my brain off until it happens because yeah. I'm so yeah. excited. Like, if it's something I can't figure out, I like yeah. to do it. But, like, Carrie yesterday was like, well, do you want to see your jewelry? And I was like, no. No. Surprises. And same with you with the yes. dress. And Sarah was like, do you want to see your dress? And you're like, yeah. No. No, I, I don't. Surprises. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I really was like, oh, no, no. no. Yeah. And plus it wasn't. You know, her thing to do. But so my, my, she's my goddaughter. She turned seven this week and she told her mom um, and her dad, the only thing that I want for my birthday is to not know when my birthday is. So she said it. So she understands the concept of a calendar, yeah. but she, yeah. you know, my kids always say, is today today or to yesterday's today? I'm like, what? you're confusing me. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Give me a minute. Or they're like, is tomorrow the day after today? And I'm like, Yep, yep, it is. Yep, it is. Like, do I have to wake up tomorrow for today? I'm like, oh god, you're asking me yeah, too many no. questions. So she's she's telling me my conception things so hard. Um, so she's telling me like, I told my mommy and daddy for my birthday. I don't want to know when my birthday is. I want to be really surprised when I wake up and it's my birthday. I'm like, that's really cool. That's pretty fun. I like that idea. Isn't that amazing? Like, I don't know, but we know the day of the week because we have to work, and she's in summer schedule, so she's we have like, to create and connect. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We have to create and connect. So we know what days of the week it is. We know what our coffee date is going to be in our coffee conversation. So she didn't, they never told her. They didn't look at calendars. And so I got to see like this amazing element of surprise. They did like the whole trampoline build with the balloons on it and the bike. And so she, her mom said it was the best thing because she got to wake up the next day in such an element of surprise. And it's not just like a surprise party. It's your surprise birthday. Like today is the day. Like this is so fun. So I love, like, I just want to encourage people to, they can do that and you can yeah. do that on a daily basis. Um, and that God like is a God of surprises. Oh, Every definitely. element about definitely. him is like, a surprise. He surprised me so many times. Yeah. Can you think of any specific ones? Especially like recently? Well, um, 
It's not super recent. Uh, I mean, Sophia, like, uh, she was the ultimate surprise. Are you allowed to share that? From an auntie uh, perspective? I can. Yeah? Okay. yeah? That would yeah. be rad. <clears throat> so, um, so we've all seen the uh, show, like, I didn't know I was pregnant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yes. Yes. So, uh, so Carly, in winter of 2006, yeah, 2013. Yeah. Sophia was born in 14. Okay. Yeah, 13. That's right. So in the winter of 13, my sister was kind of like, eh, a little different. Yeah. But we're like, okay, she's in high school. Sure. So, um. She's going through her teen. Yeah. She's dating that. a guy that, um, it was just different. Yeah. So, um, so my dad one day kind of just came out and asked my sister, like gave her a card. And was yeah. Like, Is there anything you need to talk to us about? Like yeah. what's going on? Cause yeah. she was at, acting a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so come to find out she is pregnant. My dad is the most amazing man on the planet and yeah. it took her yeah. to get these tests. He's a firefighter. So he had like the day off. Yep. She was on Christmas break from school. So they yep. were home together. I was at work and at that time it was work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, my mom was the same. Yeah. <clears throat> So he takes her and they get these, these pregnancy tests and yeah. my sister is expecting. Yeah. So I come home from work and I'm telling my dad all about this new guy. Oh, and I'm like, Jesse this, Jesse that. <laughs> I'm just like everything about Jesse and we're yeah. still great friends. Yeah. And uh, dad's <laughs> awesome. like not listening to me. He's on his iPad. And I was like, can you just put that down and listen to me? Yeah. Like I'm telling you about like a really cool thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a really cool guy. And I'm your daughter. And yeah. You're my dad. And this is going to be cool for and, you. And uh, I said, what are you even looking up? And he said... Um, in lieu of Lineview, it looks like you're going to be an aunt. And so... Out of nowhere. And I'm like, I'm angry. Yeah. I was angry. Yeah. And um, I'm going to cry. He did the cool thing. He said, you can have a fit. You are so entitled to a fit. Yeah. And, and I want you to get whatever you need to out. But you need to leave this house because your sister needs your support. Mm. You need to go somewhere and mm. do that. Yeah. So I just went on drive. I love to drive. Yeah. So I went on drive, came back, and, and we're like, okay, we're doing this. It's our yeah. family. We're doing yeah. it. So um, that was right around Christmas. Yep. So the day after Christmas, uh, she had an appointment, and we found out that we would be having Sophia in January. Which was less than, yeah. a, obviously less yeah. than a couple weeks. I remember you guys threw yeah. together a baby shower, and uh-huh. at the time I was at modern maternity with my uh-huh. mom, so we sent something over, but... Yeah, that is, is, mind you, people yeah. didn't know I was pregnant. She's seven and a half months, basically. Yes. She found yes. out she was yes. pregnant. And the crazy thing about that is, is I was here in November. And so from a, I mean, we're telling the story, but from our, obviously our first, our first person experience, I remember seeing her. I met the guy she was with. She came out with us a couple of times. Her stomach was constantly upset, and I thought, I mean, you shouldn't have yeah, eaten all that yeah, ice cream. Yeah. It was dirty. <laughs> then that Puerto Vallarta, yeah, which, yeah, by yeah. the way, she, Kenzie, she said Puerto Vallarta earlier. She didn't go out of the country when she went to church. Oh, yeah, she sorry, just sorry. went to the local Mexican yeah, yeah. restaurant, mm-hmm. which my husband would have a cow over and not attend because of his Mexican heritage. Mm-hmm. It's not actually Mexican food, fried, whatever you want to call it. Um, but anyway, she, uh, she her stomach was hurting, and she mm-hmm. constantly was like, I'm tired, I'm going to go home. Again, teenager, like, yeah, not a huge red flag. Yeah, I could tell that she was distant and like not acting but normal did you towards think family. She physically looked no. Thank you. Zero. Because people think I'm crazy and that I'm lying. It no. was insane. You could not tell. So one of my friends who hadn't seen her in a while was like, "Hey, 
so so it was the same week that my um, we threw that fiftieth birthday party for my parents. That yes. surprise is that what I was there for? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, oh, one of my friends at the party was like, "Hey, Ken's like, I'm not trying to be weird, but your sister looks really good." And I was like, "Thanks. Shut your mouth." Like that's what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so yes. so it was crazy. So that whole year. Gosh. So in July we had your wedding. Yep. We had no, a, no, not that year. July I was married in 2012. So then it must have been 2012 and she was born in 13. Because okay. that same year. Okay. That might wedding, be it. Okay. We had, this is embarrassing. She's six. I know that. I'm just <laughs> not a math person. I'm the same. <laughs> so we had your wedding, which was destination. Mm-hmm. We had another friend of ours. Yeah. Destination in October. Yeah. To Sarasota. Yeah. Then we had, um, we had gone to Hilton Head in yep. June right before. before your wedding. So we were at the beach and she's like in a bathing suit, in a bathing suit, like, She's got wider hips, so I think that that's kind of what helped. Yeah. So the the doctor is, like, talking to my parents and my sister, and she's yeah. kind of freaking out, right? Yeah, so, of course. Uh, the doctor was like, um, you know, my parents have this look of panic on their face. Oh, I'm dad sure. said, well, what are we looking at time-wise here? And yeah. the doctor was like, oh, well, baby's heads and birth, like, we're ready any day now. And Oh, I'm my gosh. <laughs> yeah. My, they just I mind you, she's in a sick. Christian school, so that's yes, a whole other We don't even need to go into that. But, yeah. yeah. But, um, so that was interesting. So they, um, my parents handled it with such grace, and, and that's because they had accountability, and they oh, had so friends good. that, like, kept them level-headed. Yeah. I mean, this and that's was support. so much for them to, to deal with. And yeah. so, like oh, I said earlier, I was, I was angry. Yeah. I... Thought, well, what's everyone going to think? And that's because of some of the, the past experiences I had had yeah. with friends who had gone through similar things, yeah. and I knew what people sure. could or would say. And yeah. So, um, but everyone really came around our family and yeah. supported us, and yeah. specifically my sister. It was a really neat time, and so I I would consider that like a huge surprise. Like we were not expecting a <laughs> Sophia. Yeah. And now she rules the roost. Man. Yeah. Like, she yeah. is everything. Such a so blessing. Yeah. That, that would say that that's really been the new yeah. surprise because it taught me so much about, like, how to how to respond with love to things. Wow. Yeah. And, and like, you can have emotion with that. But yeah. at the end of the day, it just, it taught me a lot of grace. Mm. And it, it taught our family so much grace. Mm. And it, it taught us to have that same grace towards other people. Right. It was a very, very humbling right. thing. Right. Well, I know. Like, and not even, own. like, for me personally, I, like, I, I feel bad. This is my sister's story to tell. Yeah. But yeah, but she you has sh- said it from your perspective. Yeah. yeah. But she has been, like, just the greatest mom. She was never yeah. a didn't want to be, I was the babysitter. Yeah. 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 I was with kids all the time yeah. and my sister was like, eh. <laughs> and now it's complete opposite. I'm wow. like, yeah, she's stressing me out. So good with my kids. She's so good with my kids. niece, with my kids. And I see them with her and they like just yeah. the way she speaks to them, the way yeah. she nurtures them, the You're way very she looks similar in the way that you parent. Well, that's You're very similar. Awesome to say, but that, and good that I could like look at her as an example, uh-huh. because oftentimes again, we talked about mom girl earlier. You, you have this just perspective. You want to be the best that you can be just yeah. like you want to be the best aunt mm-hmm. and you don't always, you don't always hit the nail on the yeah. head, but yeah. it's a hope. Right? We argued over Twitter this past yes. Christmas. Like we had, Stop. I had an argument with a six, five year old at that time over Tate. Uh, like that's hilarious. every now and then it happens. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. like, ah, oh. yeah, no, that's not what matters. Okay. Wait, hold up before the episode continues. Can you do a mic drop before the one liner? I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm here to tell you about my girl Morgan with Heart Designs. 
Part of my passion is helping to illuminate the gifts within others. And this girl, y'all, she's a superstar. When it comes to all things digital marketing, from my PDF freebies to my website to logos or even event publicity, she's my go-to girl and she can be yours too. Go check her out now at www.heartdesigns.org. I mean, really, this podcast wouldn't even work if I didn't have her. Don't waste another minute. She'll be the mic drop to your dream. I know from experience. It's not what matters. It's so true. Well, and it's interesting. So, like, obviously, we've seen each other through so many seasons of life. And, Kit, you've seen me come into my motherhood and also it's come into such my a beautiful faith. thing, too. Uh, it is so neat to it, watch. It's really, I'm sure it's I can't inspiring. wait so to inspiring. see you do the same thing. And I love that even for, I mean, so many people, and I know you've walked through this and you still are walking through it. You're 27. Mm-hmm. You probably get asked on a daily, like, Oh, when are you getting married? Oh, oh when gosh. are you having you a, kid? a boyfriend? Oh, <sighs> so speak to because I've got a lot of friends in that state and on up into their early thirties, mid thirties, sometimes late thirties. I want you to share from like that perspective. Like, how are you in your late twenties, mm-hmm. walking in and learning even still about yourself sure. in your faith, navigating being best friends your best friend is married with a kid and you're with them so like almost all of my friends are so explain that explain like what that workaround is because I know that it's not easy it's not but I also love seeing how much you've grown like if I could I oh your sister said this yesterday I'm going through a quarter life crisis and I'm like (laughs) I'm using that because I went through that when I was 29 I quarter life crisis hands down and I always say it was mid my my midlife crisis at 29 but Mm -hmm. quarter life crisis is which is scary like no, she's saying, and so I'm like, oh, what happens when I hit that? Yeah, that, that time. Yeah, yeah. What, what's yeah. going to happen to me? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, but you kind of didn't like you didn't do that specifically, but you, you have evolved so much in the last few years. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like thinking back on how I would handle certain situations where I like I'm a pretty impatient person. Sure. And working on that, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. Like um, my responses to things now yeah. are totally different than they mm-hmm. would have been three, five years mm-hmm, ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm impatient, but I'm trying so hard to patiently wait for like the right person. Yes. So hard. They're yes. like, they'll show up when you're not looking. And I'm like, right, right. I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm not looking at all. Peeking through your eyes for those yeah. who are listening versus watching. Yeah. It's but so I've kind of, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm pretty, I'm independent. Yeah. So my parents have taught my sister and I, um, from an early age. So for my sister, it's been different with having a child. You know, they yeah. have to, they have to help her in ways that they weren't really expecting to, but, yeah. um, she's as self-sufficient as possible. Yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. <clears throat> she has a great job and yeah. she has help from Michael too. Sure. But, sure. Um, so I've been independent. That's like, I'm huge yeah. on that. Yeah. Being able to take care of myself. Yeah. Uh, but then also, um, I'm trying to not, be like I think if if I really wanted to have a boyfriend I could have one right sure now. yeah but it just wouldn't be the right one sure so I'm trying to be patient in that yeah and that's been interesting but yeah honestly pouring into church mm-hmm. and finding fulfillment mm-hmm. just through Jesus has helped so much yeah um, so good and and it's also put the right examples in my life of relationships I want Right. I can tell you offhand right now, I, I doubt they're listening, or, and they might listen later, I don't yeah. know, but 
um, I think the world of Lisa Evan. Yeah. I think the world of Corey and Julia mm-hmm. and the world of Amber and Josh. Like they they are my six people that I'm like, oh, that's like that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. The teamwork. That, yeah. Um, and those boys are so immature when they're together. It is <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But like like separately, they yeah. are wonderful husbands and, and fathers yeah. and just spiritual leaders in the household. Wow. I'm so impressed by all of them. Wow. So, what a compliment. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so, incredible. And and God does like through seasons will teach you the things that you're worst at in order to then meet you where you patience. need to be. And that's exactly that's what's going on it here. Is. I'm like, I did I get it though. I think yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I didn't learn patience until my Cooper. And yeah. so like I was very much type A plan. Oh I met the right guy. Okay, yep. we're going to get married this mm-hmm. time. Though he did wait much longer than I was wanting I to that. wait. Yeah, I, was, I, I was at like two and a half years in. We, he surprised me. I love surprises. Um, with a trip to Puerto Rico. Do you I remember, remember this? Yeah. And so I didn't know about it until like two days before. And he's like, pack. And it was October. So like I'm thinking fall, right? And he's like, pack bathing suit. We went and picked up snorkel gear. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where are we going? And I was so excited. And then I found out the morning of that his one of his best friends and his girlfriend, long-term girlfriend, were coming with us. And he's a professional photographer. So you're like, this is it. This is happening. This is it. This is happening. This is happening. And we, like, island hopped. and like, parents. Did. Everybody, guys. Oh, it was just, I knew it. I just knew it. So every excursion that we went on, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going snorkeling. He is going to dive underwater because he's, <laughs> he's an underwater photographer that I was. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like happening underwater. This is exactly like we're always on the beach. This is happening. And every day I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm like living in this impatient experience uh-huh. of a 10 day beautiful vacation. And I could not get outside of myself. To, I was enjoying everything. Of course, sure. it was immaculate, amazing, once in a lifetime. I'll never likely do something like that again. Yeah, you said you have kids now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little different. A little different. But, I mean, I remember being so pissed when we got home. I'm like, how could he miss this opportunity? This was the most epic experience. And he didn't propose for another year and a half later. I've cried in mashed potatoes at Christmas time. (laughs) I've cried. I mean, I cried over this. And it's because I wanted my own way. I had this own idea. And I'm so grateful for Gary because he teaches me patience as well. But he just, he didn't, he wasn't ready. And he, and it wasn't that he wasn't ready. He wanted to be certain. And there's a difference. Like you can be ready for a lot of things, but your certainty is wavering. And thankfully he did wait that long, but it wasn't until Cooper was born who he challenges my patience every day in such a different way. And if you're a mom listening, you understand it. And, um, and I'm just grateful that it's a continual, like, evolving thing. But now, and we're talking about the wedding later today, and I'm, I get to officiate, which is so exciting. It's such a humbling, it's a humbling thing because I know that my, my, you wet, my marriage. You record it? Uh, you can do that for me. Oh, you're in the wedding. Okay, <laughs> okay I'll I guess I that. But it's <laughs> Hold your phone. Yeah. like, here you go. No, I hadn't even thought about that, but I, I guess I could, depending on what it looks yeah. like. Um, but I... It's such a humbling experience to be there, but to know, like, this is an opportunity to give them, like, my nuggets, mm-hmm. like, the nuggets that have made my marriage what it is, but you're going to be there one day, no doubt in my mind, and it's going to be so amazing because you are rooted in your identity, yes. and I yes. was so not rooted when Gary and I got together, 
and I feel like Gary's always been rooted, but now his roots and in, in speaking of like being a spiritual leader in our household, like so amazing to like humble yourself enough to say, I don't need to be ahead. I don't need to be first in line. I don't need like, and it's a weird, it's a very weird thing, but I have a friend, Mike and Danielle, and I can say their names because they, it will be a similar compliment to yours, but they have been rooted since the day they were married. I mean, she saved herself till after marriage and like, they now have four beautiful children, and she's homeschooled all of them. I don't know how she's a she's insane. She's incredible, and and her husband just has like come alongside her and all of that. But he's such a spiritual leader, and it's so um, prevalent when you see them together. So much so that Gary, every time we leave them, he's always like, "I love how she respects him." And I always took it as a dig because you take yeah. offense if right. you're not listening with an open uh-huh. heart. Uh-huh. And I would always be like, well, "I respect you." Yeah, yeah. he's like. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about them, and I just love how she constantly honors him. And even from a parenting perspective, you're going to have such a different patience. You're going to have such a different ability to say, like, this is daddy's perspective. This is mommy's mm-hmm. perspective, and come together on that. So just allow, allowing him and allowing him being God to just continually pour out. Yeah. And for you to just know, just like you said, the fulfillment in Jesus, like this season that you're walking through is the going process. to be. Trust the process is what yeah. we say all the time. I'm trying so hard. And it's a daily thing. It's a daily battle. Like, oh, absolutely. Going to weddings. Like I'm, oh, oh gosh, yeah. 27 dresses. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I, I do. Rooted's a great word. Yeah. I, I feel very strong that I've become my own person mm-hmm. and I've made my own choices, my yeah. own decisions, and yeah. and it's made me just like a pretty strong-minded person. Yeah, yeah. I well, it's interesting. I have insecurities. We all do. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, very confident in yeah. who I am and what I want. Right, and that's the huge thing. Like, I feel like when you're seeking out, like, and I'm sure you've been in the state before, and I don't know as intimately because we weren't as close at that point, where... It was anybody. Like, you were kind of willing, if they love me, I'm in. Like, let's do this. Like, let's make this happen. And I've heard, you know, I will say family members recently who have come to us in in different scenarios and been like, if I was just married, we have this conversation, I just want to be, you know, married with kids. Okay. Or I just need the right job. Or I just need a new house. Or I just need a new car. Mm -hmm. And it's, you're seeking and you're seeking Mm -hmm. and you're seeking and you're looking for the things that will bring you joy. And this will circle back to the very beginning. Like, we need to be joyous within ourselves, yeah. only understanding that, like, as an individual entity, I am strong. I am mm-hmm. confident. Mm-hmm. I am loved. Mm-hmm. I am well. I am beautiful. I am all of these yeah. things without you. And yet together, yeah. another rooted person mm-hmm. will make that relationship so strong. So your examples of marriage that you see with your friends, like, you see both of them oh, definitely. so strong. But if you're bringing, and everyone is imperfect, and no, you're not ever going to get to the place where your life have made it or you're in heaven right. at the feet of Jesus at that point. But is that if you're bringing your brokenness in and you're bringing your brokenness in and they're due different brokenness with two mm-hmm. different perspectives now and now trying to fix them at the same time, I've done this so I can really speak yeah. to it. It is a shit storm. Yeah. It is so much harder and I waited till after my kids to decide this is a good time to come and self-reflect yeah. and be rooted in my identity. Because yeah. I didn't know. I was literally living blinded in a fallacy of 
this is perfection. This is the perfect life. I had the white picket fence. I had the nice cars, the jobs, the hot husband. I had the one girl, one boy, like the perfect case scenario. And yet I was spiraling internally. Mm -hmm. So I am excited for you to be able to walk into whatever blinded situation, (laughs) whatever surprise God has in store for you. At any, t- at any point, whether it's today at a wedding and you meet a stranger or if it's years down the road. But to know that, like, each day, yeah, just like you said. Yeah, bar later. <laughs> now we force this wedding, and I'm going to be on the first floor a lot, I think. <laughs> now that we're speaking about it, let's maybe, like, speak it into I'm existence. Speak yeah. it into existence. Prophetically speaking here. <laughs> I love that you said that the other day. I was like, wait, what was the prophetic word? You're like, I was just saying you're coming yeah. to Indiana earlier than what yeah. you thought. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Tell me. No, excited. And I was like, oh. I'm going to let it down. <laughs> no, it's so good. <laughs> okay. But then again, there's your comedy coming into play, which I think from a perspective of teaching, from a perspective of mothering, from a perspective of like being a spouse, like that's such a strength of yours that is like so good because it does take your control like down a notch where you're able to say, you know what, I'd just rather laugh oh, than be in control. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I was talking to Gary the other day yeah. about, um, and maybe you were there, I'm not sure, but oh. I mentioned, uh, like, finding somebody that, like, so I, I saw a meme that yeah. was like, I'm trying to find the type of person that will laugh with me about the fact that we both forgot to pick up the kids that day. I'm like, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like, <laughs> like you know, because you're going to, you're not going to be yeah. perfect all the time. No. One of, one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got from a coach was that, your 100% is different every day just Ooh. because you're just like in different places. You can still get that 100%, yeah. but yeah. it's going to differ day to day. Almost yeah. like, like with like lifting. Yeah. You know, you're not sure. You're not going to PR every time yeah. that you're good. lifting. You're yeah. going to have a really good day where you're squatting 350. And then the next day you might even be able to do 275. Yeah. Maybe not the next day. Yeah. Switch that up. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good so, analogy though, to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. And it's interesting because today when I'm, like, prepping the um, ceremony, I was thinking about the fact of, like, and I'm talking about the fact that, like, you have to give 100%. Like, you have to give 100% and you have to give 100%. It's not you come together and we'll give it 100% because that would be 50-50. And that's only half of yourself Mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. a marriage. And so it's the same thing. Like, you have to give all of it each day. And it will be different. And a man's 100% is really different than a woman's 100%. And have different strengths. Yeah. And, and we were we were made to be different and to accomplish one another. Yes. So Yeah. And to, you know, your strengths are my weaknesses and my weaknesses mm-hmm. are your strengths. And, like, that's the whole point of marriage. Yeah. And so I'm excited for the one day that I meet your husband to be able to, like, pick apart those pieces. Yeah. Because I'm really, be really good at it. It's so observant. It's <laughs> so fun. It's so fun to, like, see that and just kind of sit and reflect. But um, enjoy the season that you're in. I am, you know, so I, I do love that I, I, I live alone. I've yes. got my own house. It's I just so do my own thing. Yeah. Nobody's like, what time are you coming home? Yeah. I'm worried about you. Yeah. Oh, for Christmas, my parents are doing this. Oh. What time is yours? <laughs> no, mine's the same time. Not yet. I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm yeah. not ready. Yeah. And so that could be part of what God's working on. It's just so to true. chill and be okay with like, breaking up tradition yeah that's so important yeah that was such a good conversation we were having this last night and I love that it last night reminded me so much of when we were little and like 
we would have to go to bed or be time to watch a movie and our parents would stay up for hours and just talk. I'm like, what are they talking about? (laughs) Everything. Everything. And so we put our kids to sleep last night and Kenzie's like, can we just like chat? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Two hours later, yeah. we're all yawning. I'm like, we need to go yeah. to sleep. I think Gary was day. falling asleep. <laughs> okay, so there's this thing about Gary that, like, our really close friends know. If you're over our house, anytime pretty much after sunset. So in the summertime, that's about 5 p.m. <laughs> I mean, in the wintertime, it's about yeah, 5 p.m. Okay. Summertime is, like, 9. So mm-hmm. unfortunate for Gary because he's still tired at um, 5. He starts putting his fingers through his hair. And it starts, like, raising, kind of like a, um, yeah, like a new kids on a block uh-huh. from back in the day. I don't even know if that reference applies to your age. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. Um, and he'll start closing the blinds. Like, just by, like, nature. Like, he's like, I'm not going to tell you to get out, but get out. So, one of my friends, Josh, will stand up. When he starts standing, we're like, we got to go. Josh is ready for bed. Like, it's funny. And I don't, I don't think originally he knew that he did it. Josh didn't either. <laughs> So funny! We didn't realize he did it, but we were like, all of us were like, "Oh, did Josh stand up now? He's ready for yeah. sleep." Like it's like just a like a, a visual cue for yeah. everybody. Like, well, I'm going to make this move. <laughs> what are they going to do? So now we know. And so he was definitely falling asleep last night, which I love. But I just love that like conversation is is such like a a rooted part of who we are, mm-hmm. and and also really important because we did live many years without really like diving deep with one another because you're in your twenties. I'm like in the midst of marriage and, mm-hmm. and kids. And so to like, have you come alongside like as a little sister, cause I did have a little sister. Um, it's been a really special thing yes. and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. I and do. I love it's been fun. even states apart, like that we can yeah. still, you know, make time to have a phone call. And yeah. like in last year, I've called you with broken hearts. Yeah. I've called you with like singing joyous hearts. Yeah. I've called you, um, about work things, like, you know, professionally, yeah. spiritually, it's really been fun. It really has this. It's I really cool. It. I know, and it's, it's like... We've been there all along. I kind know, of a I know, but you know what? But again, God, like, prepares everyone's hearts for perfect yeah. seasons, and it changes. <laughs> so Uncle Rick was... Um, Sarah was talking to him about season like this is not it's not golf season he's like well yeah it's golf season right now like that's yeah. all the man right you can only think about the one box at a yes, time yes. it's golf season yes. and she's <laughs> like no actually like this is the only season of like your your daughter getting married and like you can't golf today because we have this and this and this to do and he's like what do you keep talking about seasons for? Like, it's <laughs> golf season or it's football season. So he didn't conceptualize the seasons that, like, Christians yes, talk yes, about. Yes. And so she's like, Tamara, can you please explain seasons to Rick? Because he does not <laughs> understand it. Well, and so it. she finally, like, figured it out. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Wedding season. I'm like, no, no, it's not wedding season. No, that's <laughs> not it. It's Kara and Jerk season yeah. to be a dad to a soon-to-be bride and watch her step into this next season of her life without you as her only, like, spiritual, like, or not spiritual, but, like, earthly father. She has a new man that, like, takes precedence. And it's just so funny because Rick is, you know, barbecue and golf. They're barbecue and beer and a football game. So it was a really funny conversation. But to think that, like, this concept of season, some people just don't grasp hold of it. And there's, we've actually talked about, because my girlfriend Morgan, who often you've seen on the podcast or heard from, she she doesn't really love the word season, so she's like, is there another word that we could use versus seasons? I'm like, do you have a word? You like thesaurus that? Yeah. Or have you done that? <laughs> no, a synonym of, yeah. no, let's do it. 
instead of seasons, but it's going to like be weather oriented. Uh, yeah, that's true. So instead of another season of life, this is what we're going to title the episode. So we really need to figure out what it's going to be called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Do you guys have any ideas? Any ideas? We're, well, we just got off Instagram. A period, line. a division, an interval. An interval. This is an interval of life. Spell, term, juncture. <laughs> this, well, juncture, I feel like, is like an intersection. I do too. An opportunity of life. The spring of life. The time of your life. No, see, no. Season? Yeah, season. season. We're going to stick a season. We're going to season. <laughs> the season of life. So this season of life has been really fruitful for us as cousins, yes. as friends, as spiritual sisters. Yes. Um, and I'm so expectant for what later today with the bride and groom is going to hold. Um, but I am looking forward to the next season of life as we just continue to grow into this relationship. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that God has given us each other, even states apart here in Indiana. Well, and like that's the beauty of technology too. Right? Like it can be such. There's there's a lot of negative to it, and yeah, generationally, the generation above me focuses on that negative. Yes, but I choose to live positive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, here we, we are, are podcasting. I'm, I'm track hat tricking today. <laughs> I love it. It's so, so good. So it's a, it's a, it's really awesome, exciting. I love you so much. I'm so glad that you Instagram lived, Facebook lived, and podcast today for the first time. It's insane. And it's yeah. so good. I'm putting it on my resume. <laughs> She's going to sure. title it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a yeah. podcaster now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And what's that? We're going to oh, It's the Oak podcast. Can you please call it that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm branding you. I love you so much. You too. Hey, y'all. I hope in today's episode, you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.